right, welcome back to You Mad Bro. I'm Dr. Shannon Edwards. And I'm Dr. Jess Sally. Today we're going to be talking about co-parenting through COVID. Unprecedented times, <laughs> unprecedented times. God, if I hear that one more time. I know, right? I'll punch someone right in the throat. That's really outlandish. But that's okay. I feel the same way. Where do we even begin? There's been so many things that have governed, or have been an umbrella over this topic, especially with the court system. Uh, courts are closed. Right. Uh, not fully. You can do a bunch of stuff online. Well, I mean, in that sense, like, everything's closed. So it's, right. it's interesting because, you know, it was almost like you're watching the news and just kind of watching things close down around you every day until it affects you and then it affects school so then it affects your child and it's like oh man what are we gonna do now so you know all of a sudden nobody's working the kid's not in school then we had to do virtual school oh god there were so there were so many things it was like literally five days of just mania and then homeschooling is rough yeah it was just kind of like they were just like figure it out so are you going to take over this again? I'm just... We had, we had a talk. Did we? Yeah. I'm sorry. You talked so much last time. I'm sorry. It's okay. I talk. I know. And you're really good. I, I Thank you. I appreciate that. You are also very good at this. Well, thank you. But I, I don't know. I just feel like... <laughs> I, just want, I just want to talk. I Go have, ahead. Go for it. You know, I'm going to let you no, have it. No, I don't it. want to. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a back seat. No, I'm please don't take a back seat. Let go. You I don't run. want you to take a back seat. Run. No. <laughs> Get your wings. Well, I think that, so we decided to do this episode as um, a timely episode, and we're not really going to do very many of these um, because we want um, the episodes to be applicable across time. We, we decided right. that at the beginning. Right. Um, but I mean. So current event issues, you know, yeah. things, this is a big time current event issue, obviously, uh, but it it's not only a current event issue just for the actual what it is, but how it more so affects a lot of things that are, that involve the co-parenting process. And it's not just, it's not just the relationship of, of you and the child. It's I'm off of work now. You're off of work now. How do we handle all these other things that come along with that? Plus children not being in school and, and everything, right. Uh, and everything being canceled. Yeah. And I think, uh, we wanted to do this now, especially because we, we had hoped to do it, you know, back in like April, but now, unfortunately, I mean, it looks like we might be headed back towards some restrictions again. Right. So we definitely wanted to talk about it. It's something that is affecting uh, the nation, uh, some parts more than others. And there's a lot of debate over, you know, what's right, what's wrong health wise. And you know what? We're not here to debate that. We're here to, again, just kind of loop it back into co-parenting and, what worked for us, what is working for us, you know, and hopefully to be sure. helpful. Yeah. Give some kind of guidance on, yeah. on this. I mean, and there's craziness. There's, there's no rules. I mm -mm. mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a free for all. Where do you want to start? You want to start with like homeschooling or, or basic exchanges? Where should we start? I mean, I guess let's just start from, just start from ground zero, you know, like the day we were all like, I'm out of work now because everything's shut down with medical stuff. You're out of work now because everything's kind of shut down with the courts. So I guess let's just start from really ground zero. We're, you know, watching the news and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of the medical stuff is 
shut down. I'm now doing a lot more telemedicine remote work. Same thing with you. The courts are closed. You know, you're now at home doing remote stuff. The schools are closed. So now children are, you know, doing everything remotely. So that brings a whole new dynamic to a family because now there's a whole new lifestyle and work style that you have to get used to. So, so what do you do? Yeah. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what we decided to do, like what worked for us. Sure. So like you said, I mean, a lot of your elective procedures were canceled at first and you were doing telehealth, but you were still having to go into the office to take care of emergent things and to take care of patients. And right. So there were certain things I had to be there for. Like most of our telemedicine stuff was kind of set up through the office so we kind of had to use the network. Yeah, so you had to go into work. Right. Um, so you were basically essential. Like, you still had to go in. Right. And then they issued an order saying the courts were closed. And, I mean, Allegheny County really did a great job with that. I mean, they got us yeah. up and running online, like, super quick. Yeah, everything, um, everything happened really fast. Yeah, so, and then, but with school, it, I mean, yeah, it was hard. Right. Like, so we decided that Jess would drop off our daughter in the morning before he went to work because we we just we do week on week off like we said before mm-hmm. so regardless of whose week it was he would drop her off you know in the morning she would do school here while i was working and then you would pick her up right number one right off the bat like i just want to say big time props to you for being the one to take that on with having her do school you know all day with you like there's honestly there's really no way that that could have worked unless you were the one that to say like I'll take this, I'll, I'll bear this burden during the day while I'm working remotely so that she has a place that's consistently stable for her to do her work. And we can kind of keep a, a solid environment for her to be able to, to do that. Because I just know that that was, I mean, that was really the only way that it could have worked. So thank you. Thank you. That's, that's so nice I of you. I think that's the best thing thank I can you. say. I appreciate but that. We were we were kind of lucky in our situation. Of I course. Think, because we're very privileged. We like, only we only have, you know, it's it's just one child, and, and I felt for families that have two, three children, um, you know, not enough technology to kind of support everything that the kids need to do. You know, I, I heard stories from parents where some of the kids were just like doing work wherever they could. Uh, in the house, like sometimes even in like their bedroom closet or something like that, which I mean, you know, to all the families out there that, that had to go through that and had to do that again, big props to you because I know that for everybody, that situation was super difficult. So, you know, I'll let you speak on sort of what that was like at home and, and, and what you kind of went through with her and, and, and what that, what that was all about. It was insanity. I mean, I'm not even going to pretend that I had it all together. And, uh, you know, I'm not a teacher. I might have a doctorate, but I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach, you know, fifth grade math. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was really nice because I'm not able to be home a lot. That part was really nice Mm -hmm. to be able to spend time with her. Mm -hmm. But I really feel I felt for the teachers because I I know that we were all just beside ourselves and... Especially for our kid, you know, she needs the way that she learns is face to face. Right. So that's obviously difficult. And it was it was very challenging because, you know, when you're on a Zoom session for psychotherapy. You meaning you. I'm sorry, yeah, me. So when I'm doing psychotherapy sessions via Zoom, I couldn't have my kid in the room because she can't be privy to that. Right. So she would have to go in her room. So right. then we would be scheduling sessions at the end of the day. Right. 
which which it all worked out fine. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it was easy because it wasn't. And my clients said that they experienced similar things. You know, my girlfriends and I would talk about it and we're just all really fingers crossed that that's not going to happen again in the fall. Right. And that's a conversation we had too. We're like, how long can we make this happen? Right. And, you know, but our situation was really unique because we came to that agreement. We did it early. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's super important, uh, especially right now with what's going on, is that if you can come to agreements on that during a time like this, that's going to be super helpful Uh, It's going to ease the children's anxiety because they're already anxious and just having that stability. If you can, I mean, there's so much going on, but. Number one, first and foremost was communication right off the bat. Absolutely. So in that week where everything was like shutting down literally every, I mean, it was every day, every day, twice a day, like Mm -hmm. you had to watch the news to see what was going to happen. They were giving these briefings every day at at four o'clock, but Literally, like as soon as news would hit, hey, what do you think about this? How are we going to manage this? What's the next step going to be? You know, who do we need to reach out to? How are we going to make this work? What kind of setup do we need? Where are we going to get the resources? Like literally just breaking down every aspect of how are we going to manage this? How are we going to manage not just the crisis in general, like the pandemic crisis, but it's, it's literally a crisis within your own home. Because now you have all these new things to deal with. You're you're way outside your routine. You're doing things that you're not, quote unquote, equipped to do. And it creates a whole new dynamic that you're not ready for. Right. And if if you're in a situation where you're like in your co-parenting situation where you're not communicating very well, that can be relatively disastrous, especially with something like this. And, And I know there were instances where families who were separated if the kids were with somebody at that certain point in time, some families said, well, if we're going to quarantine, we're kind of just going to lock this down. The kids are going to stay with me and, you know, we can arrange some kind of something to visit or something like that. There were a lot of different things that I heard situations that were. Yeah. I think there was like all different ends of the spectrum. So you had, I was really, uh, I was really encouraged by not only by some of my clients, but by, the clients of some of my colleagues who are family law practitioners who, you know, they said, that's okay. We got it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to figure this out, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic because some of them, you know, weren't in that place prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you have those folks that were like, all right, you know, we're not in this place and maybe we're just going to, you know, call truce for right now. Then you had folks like us that had, you know, normally, you know, had a pretty, you know, cohesive, like flowy, you know, co-parenting relationship and then you had the opposite end of the spectrum where people were withholding custody and uh, and then uh, the administrative judge of Allegheny County came out with an order that said, no, no, you, you have to you have to give the child back, you know. Right. And that's unfortunate. But again, Allegheny County was really on it. They took care of it. It yeah. was swift. So that part was good. Everybody's I think, you know, the, the swaying thing was kind of like the medical arguments that everybody would put on the table. About, yeah, and that's tough. Right. And it, it, it's a tough thing to say, you know, especially in something like this, the medical quarantine element of it is very difficult, but the way we kind of approach that because... And it's valid. Yeah. I had a lot of friends ask me, you know, how do you feel about taking, you know, somebody back and forth between houses? And it wasn't just us. I mean, there were instances where our parents 
you know, helped out a little bit. Well, and, no, not during the, not during, not the, during, full the, not during the full quarantine. No. But, so like the first week yeah, but before I, but, everything spiked. And even in that scenario where we were like, Hey, we don't want to expose our grandparents or her grandparents to this. Yeah. So they had her the first two. So they had her the week that, cause I had gone, I had gone to yeah. a conference and I thought that I was exposed first. Sure. So then my parents had her right. and then your parents took her right. so that she wouldn't be exposed to me. Right. So I hadn't seen her and sure. now it's all coming back. I hadn't seen her like for three whole weeks right. and from the, from March 5th on. But, but it was just, it was the communication of, Oh, absolutely. Hey, we're, I, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing at work. This is how we're staying safe. This is the, this is the plan we're putting in place to make sure that you're safe, you know, the child's safe. So even, even though the, the medical argument is there and it's, and it's valid, there were ways that there were things that could be put in place to say, if we're following these specific guidelines and we're doing the things that we're supposed to do, our exchange can still be safe and it can still be effective and it can still be something that we can work with within that restriction. And, you know, two things to that. First, uh, it's really, I think, kind of indicative of the relationship that we have before the pandemic and, you know, going forward. And I really try to work with with my co-parenting clients on this and, and understanding that the more that you communicate and the more that you get along with your uh, co-parent, the more time you're going to have with your kid, right? Mm -hmm. So, we flow easily. I mean, I don't, sure. I don't think we've, we've followed. I mean, we don't even probably know what our order says exactly, but, right. um, I think that's the point. And that's kind of what I do try to explain is that's kind of the goal. The goal is to have an order there when you need it, but you, you both should be able to figure out things like this. Right. I mean, this is an extreme, however, you know, figure out, you know, if you want to take uh some, you know, child for this, great. Yeah. If you want to do it for this, great. And, uh, you should be able to kind of flow like that. Uh, the second point that I wanted to make before I forget is that let's not let's not tr say that we didn't have fights about it because oh, we no, definitely yeah. Oh, yeah. threw down a few times about right. uh, me being pissed that you were still going into work. Right. No, there were definite oh, there were definite fights. I just um, don't want to. I just don't want to. No, I just don't want to try or no. give the. Give the image that we were just like definitely hunky-dory because was we, not we weren't. But no, <laughs> by, any, by any stretch of the imagination. Well, the other thing is that nobody knew. I mean, it was like you're dealing with yeah. a situation. Crisis situations always require fluidity. I mean, it's just that it has to be there. But that doesn't mean. I mean, crisis situations are always going to bring up, you know, uh, adversity because you know there are just a lot of things that are unknown and. There's no way to there's no way to be able to figure that out. But at least the fights that we had, we could solve logically because we've just kind of talked through it. Well, most of the, I would say most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> um, but we're it, still here, so right, most so, of the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> I um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't like there was there was not. A disagreement. We definitely had a lot of disagreements about a lot of different things. Plus, I mean, if you tried to withhold custody from me, I'd probably be like, fine, keeper. I've been homeschooling <laughs> for weeks. Fine. Go ahead. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> I double dare you. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, again, it, it had to be a, a relatively fluid situation for this to, to be where it is now. And you're, and you're right. 
we don't we have no clue what's going to happen within the next couple months. Oh, that's probably a good segue to like um, the next couple months and like how we handle the vacation thing. Right. So Jess wanted to go away for Fourth of July weekend, and we're currently having uh, spikes in Allegheny County, but also in other cities. Nationwide, really. Yeah, nationwide. Uh, specifically in uh, North Carolina, where his family lives. But caveat, they're both doctors. His brother and sister-in-law are both doctors. I mean, this family is just, his dad's a doctor. I mean. You do big things. I mean, God, it's so annoying. It was so annoying at holidays. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Like, they're great. But (laughs) they're just overachievers. Anyway, so, you know, just asked me about it, and I, I was uneasy about it. I said, I trust your judgment, but then I started also sending him articles Mm -hmm. from the news about, hey, and then, you know, Allegheny County wanted us to, what is it, quarantine after travel or something? Yeah, 14 days. But it was definitely a discussion. Yeah. There's no way to predict how that kind of stuff's going to work with vacations and all these other things. Uh, Obviously, the big factor is to stay safe and just follow the rules as they're laid out there for you. And if you can do that, you know, I, I just like, and I want to, well, I would like to share how we do that because I think that that's what a lot of folks like maybe don't know how to do, or they're not in a space yet with their co-parent to really, um, do that. So how, you know, maybe how do we walk through that? Yeah. How do we exchange information? I mean, just literally. I just yell at Jess till he just says I'm right. Until I just give up. Yeah. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, I mean, it was it was a so communication happens in different ways for different people. So right. with us initially, usually it's like a text message. Hey, uh, so I remember getting a text from you that was basically like, Hey, you know, here's a here's a new article about how there's cases that are spiking in certain areas of the country. What do you think? And then it was a matter of looking that up, confirming it, and just kind of texting back and saying, you're right, validating what you had said. And everybody kind of goes through the process of, because it's not just going to be this specific instance, it's going to be all these, you know, can we go to this restaurant? Can I take the kid out to wherever? It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of saying what you want, saying like, here's my concern what are your thoughts on this concern that I have? Uh, And then kind of talking through that. And I think that that goes back to the building of trust and communication because I am at the point where I say, okay, I trust your judgment. So I'm not going to ask that you check in every time you go to a restaurant. I know that we have an understanding that, you know, our child is going to wear a mask in public. I know that we have an understanding about certain things and that's where you want to be. Right. But you have to get there first. The one thing that's not great to do is just be like absolute about things. Right. Uh, and to say, well, this is, this is what I want to do. Absolutely not. If that's, right? the, if that's the response, <laughs> I mean, and granted there are certain situations where I think that's, that response is probably valid, but yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> if you say that she can do heroin, right. I mean, absolutely not. Right. I think that's, <laughs> Great, great example. Thank you. I guess um, that'd be extreme. Right. Uh, but um, I think if there are normal everyday situations that raise concerns for some people, I think should be talked through on it because there's not like a, this, this thing, this pandemic is so new to everybody 
that nobody can absolutely can say one way or another with an absolute certainty that you should do something one way or not another right, way. Right. And the guidelines are there for a reason. The guidelines are the guidelines because that's what we know. Right. Yeah. Now. Like wear a mask, bro. And everybody has their opinions. Yes, please, please, Just please wear a mask. Wear a mask. But every, but everybody has their opinions on that and whatever. I mean, that's going to be what it is, but I just know that there's not like, there's not a definitive set of rules or laws that say that this has to happen one way or another. So as parents, not just for the child, but also for yourselves, you have to kind of figure out what's comfortable. Because um, you're an adult. Like, right. can we just break that down? Right. Like, we're the adults. Right. We're the adults. We're supposed to be making decisions right. to protect and, you know, maintain and setting, the kid's best interest. Setting the example. Right. So, I mean, what kind of example are you setting if you're just like so stauntly absolute about no, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but, but at the same time, your people's concerns are valid in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I think right. all concerns, all emotions are valid. Sure. It's just talking through them in a, you know, a respectful way like that. I feel like that's the key, like being respectful and not, you know, we had to learn that for sure. Like not coming out of the gate, Guns a blazing. I think people think that that's difficult because I I feel like people are afraid sometimes that the other person is either number one going to disagree completely with what they say or number two jump down their throat for something that they feel like is an issue that the other person may not. They probably will. Right, and that's that's for the person that's presenting the idea. Yeah. I feel like that's scary, and it can be it can be what intimidates people from you know, being open with the communication because yeah. they, they feel like they're automatically going to get a rejection or a no, which they may, you may get right. a no right up front. But then you, the, I think the trick is to just say, well, tell me why you think that that's not a good idea. And but then it's the responsibility of the other person to do that and not just shut down and say, well, I just said no. I like the golden rule, man. Like treat the other person how you want to be treated. Yeah. Would you, you know, if I wanted to take our kids somewhere and you were uneasy about it, how would you want me to communicate it? Right. I mean, I would I would want to know, I would at least want to talk about it before you yeah. just did it. Well, yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. I'm right. just going to take kids somewhere. Right. But I mean, I think that's the situation that some people are dealing with. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and that's, there's just, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ins and outs to all these little things. I mean, you know, it, it, even in the beginning, it was like, can I take my kid outside for a walk? Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, you know, there were there were just all these little things that everybody was still trying to feel out. And we talked about a lot of that. Stuff. We had like so the littlest, many conversations. Like the littlest things. Yeah. I think talking about the little things opened the door, made it easier to open the door to talking about the bigger things. Because starting small with just like little stuff that wasn't really controversial uh, made it a lot easier to go into bigger topics that were much more controversial and much more diverse so at least opening it's just like practice i mean opening the line with something that's easy to talk about gives you the the practice and communication to be able to talk about things that are more difficult did i stun you are you did you die <laughs> i was just trying to figure out the easier things to talk about because this whole thing seems like a shit show to me well it was just i mean <laughs> the, the easy things were like 
do we make sure that she washes her hands a couple times a day? Like, do we make we sure? We don't have she, to talk about that. Do we make sure that she wears a mask? I mean, it's just like the mask thing. I'm just yeah, giving, she forgets I'm just that thing everywhere. Well, yeah, everywhere. I mean, I, I just she forget she, her shoes probably if I didn't tell her to put them oh on. Oh my god, it's been four years. It's been four years, and that kid. I swear to God, we have we have gotten a two homes bag. We have gotten. Uh, sets of two for everything. Kids are going to be kids. Oh my god! I I joke that uh, Justice House is where things go to die because we'll buy two sets of everything and they all end up at his house. But I feel like they all end up at your house. How? I don't know. You have all, you have like four masks. You got like three basketballs, like, six pair of shoes. I don't understand. I feel like it all ends up. I don't know. I feel like every time she whatever. There's a black hole somewhere. Maybe. But so sock monster. At the end of the day, she's going with her dad to North Carolina for the weekend. They're going to have a great time. Yeah. Uh, and we got to that conclusion by talking and. Yeah. I mean, you know, safety measures in place. Yep. Uh, you know, safety measures on return in place. Yep. Um, you know, everything. Yeah. As long as you talk through it and everybody can kind of be on board, everybody's on the same page, then, then that makes it a lot easier. And then you can end up doing what you want. And we, I mean, I had to face the hard reality of, you know, maybe this isn't something I'm going to be able to do right now. I mean, you know, there were, there were vacations I had planned when this first started that I wasn't able to do. Right. Um, so everybody's kind of been, you know, everybody got real excited for a week or so when uh, everything started to open back up two, three weeks. And that would, may have been part of the problems that everybody got overexcited. Everybody kind of went back out. We were all doing stuff. And then that was so fun. And then the cases case spiked again, <laughs> and now we're in back in the situation. So, you know, we're not we're not locked down again by any means. But back you know, to yellow, we don't, back to yellow. You don't want to certainly get into that situation. <laughs> so, safety first. I mean, that's Wear just the way it is. Wear a mask. I mean, did we say that? Wear a mask. Yeah. Can we? What was it? One more time. Uh, wear, a, wear mask. a mask. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So weird. Yeah. So right. So I mean, with. With safety stuff, communication was just key across the board. What do you do when one parent just refuses? What do you do, Dr. Sally? <laughs> I think that's more of a question for you. No. Um, I think I think the non-forensic psychologist should answer the question. Okay, fair. So let's... But it, I think it goes back to what I said. One person can say, absolutely not. Let's assume... For our, for our folks that are joining us today that, you know, they don't have the communication or trust build up, right? And we are trying to help them or, you know, convince them to talk with their co-parent. What advice so, do you have? When I'm met with something that is an absolute no. He's going to give away his secrets. <laughs> Wait for it. No, it's... <laughs> I think the, the one of the problems is that if you're just like, why? Mm -hmm. And you kind of also meet that no with a confrontational need for a reason. Me? Then. Confrontational? <laughs> Absolutely. No. Weird. So when you meet that with something, when you meet controversy with controversy, you're going to get a fight. So what I think the best approach to it is, is if you get an absolute no, just say, I understand that you, that you're concerned about this. Can we talk about what your concerns are and, and is there a way that we can get past that? Mm -hmm. And if they say no again, then maybe that then maybe that conversation you table for a minute. Because if that person is like totally 
shut off at that point. I don't know where that window is unless you could shed some additional insight on that. What do you think would, if the situation was not what it was, like how would you handle if we kind of, what if it was like circa 2017 and COVID happened and you wanted to take our kid on vacation and like, how would you approach it with me? I think that's, I think, oh, I think that's how we should frame it because that's where I think most people are. Right. I wasn't always, and still am not maybe a great communicator. Um, I think you've gotten so much better. Well, practice makes perfect. But, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily know. Like what if I said, no, absolutely not. You're not going on vacation and F you and the horse. I would have gotten out of you. I of course. Of what you. would you have done? I mean, I wouldn't have just taken the kid and ran on vacation like that. that's okay great great right. example yeah keep going <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you know if that i feel like doing that you're not you're not solving anything you're just creating a much bigger problem then you're just proving a point like you're not going on vacation to go on vacation you're you're trying to prove a point to anger the person that made you mad mm-hmm. and that's not that's not the approach mm-hmm. if it was a couple years ago I would have been upset and I mm-hmm. probably would have just let my anger, like I, we would have had a fight Yeah. and I would have been really upset. Yeah. And then I probably would have tabled it for a couple of days and then come back with it and asked you again. And if I still got a no, then maybe I would have just had to suck it up and say, well, I, maybe I just take the L on this. Okay. But that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge ego hit, but I think, I think people get into bigger messes when, you know, when you meet that, absolute no with your own absolute well I'm gonna do whatever I want I don't care what you say Mm -hmm. that just creates a fire that is gonna is gonna spread into other parts of the communication and and to the relationship that are just gonna create problems not just at that point in time but also moving forward with any other decision that you try to make with that person I think that's a really good point because you're gonna be like remember that time you took the kid on vacation without me <laughs> saying, yeah. And you were like, yeah, I do. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it just, I think it just breaks down everything because then you, you lose trust, you lose communication, you lose, uh, you know, you're, you're angry. Like you're always going to hold that against that person. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't provide any benefit. Absolutely. I would agree. Great point. And you're not going to be having fun on vacation because, the other person is going to be calling you, calling the police, you know, doing all the, I mean, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be, it's happen. not going to be a fun vacay. No, no. But no one's having fun this summer, man. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I feel for the kids that oh, can't yeah. get together and, and play. That's tough. It's, it's so it's tough. Way, I know it's weighing on ours pretty heavily. You know, birthdays are canceled. Graduations are canceled. Kids can't get with each other and play, you know, baseball fields and sports are all canceled. So it's, it's tough. I mean, you have to, you How really are you taking to, care of your mental health? Uh, I mean, you know, I've self care obviously has been number one. How know. do you self care? I, I mean, I just try to keep a routine. I can kind of speak from a, a platform of privilege in, in a sense that I still am working and never really haven't stopped working. I mean, I took a big cut when this all happened and, and everybody, you know, we had to really cut down the practice. We had to furlough some people. Um, and that was really, really difficult for a yeah. couple of weeks. But 
you know, now we're kind of back up and running. And, and I was even fortunate in that time frame to still be working even a little bit when I know a lot of people weren't. But even in that, uh, just kind of keeping a, a daily routine of I'm going to get up at the same time. I'm going to go to the office when I'm needed at the office. I'm going to come home. I'm going to try to continue my workout regimen. Even if I can't be in the gym, I'm going to try to do some stuff at home. Mm -hmm. And I had to do a lot. I don't have a lot of equipment at home. So, right. I, you know, I, I was filling wine bottles with water and, you know, jugs. Did you drink them first? No. <laughs> they were already empty. But... From all those projects that I was going to do like I'm years sure ago. Um, but no, it, it, I mean, it was, and, and you know, it was just tr kind of trying to stay fit. It was hard to get, it was it was never hard to get groceries, but like going to the grocery store was always kind of like that weird. Painful. You know, that weird dynamic, but just cooking food. I mean, literally just the little things, you know, going to bed at the same time. And I know uh, that for me kind of kept me in a good place. I know for, for other people, and, and I can't speak on this personally, but I just know from like hearing it from other people, you know, being laid off, losing your job, being furloughed yeah. in a setting where you have a child, it's really, cause you're depressed. Like it's yeah. really hard to yeah. stay motivated to kind of keep doing those things. And that just kind of breaks you down. And it also breaks down your ability to not only deal with everything just in your own life, but also deal with everything in everybody else's life that also, that you also affect and also affect you. Right. What about you? What did, what did you do? I relied on my girlfriends a lot. Uh, there was a really great support system within, uh, the family law section. Uh, and we kind of like got together early. We'd already been like texting each other before about, you know, different kinds of stresses that we had, but, um, definitely different friend groups. And some of my other friends, um, just in life in general, and kind of just staying in touch, that was really important for me. I'm a much more social person than you are, so this was hard. And at first, everybody was super into the Zoom happy hours, yeah. which, you know, now we're all like, oh my god, I can't take one more freaking Zoom call. But that was super important, and I loved getting on um, different Zoom calls and different happy hours with different groups of people. That was really cool. Yeah. And then we added like Jackbox games to that and fun stuff. And then, I mean, after, after 60 days, we were like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Right. So doing that. And then after work slowed down and I was very uh, fortunate and privileged too to be able to work from home. I mean, I'm, I worked uh, super hard to like have and grow my private practice. And I'm very fortunate to be able to work from home and work for myself. Uh, and that was super rewarding, especially right now. So doing that, it was, it was slower at the beginning, but then it started to be steady and, mm -hmm. and picked up again. And mm -hmm. folks, you know, folks needed services. You're right. Sure. Like people are affected by this in one way or another, yeah. whether it's, you know, individually or, or as a family unit. And then I finally added like a workout regimen back in my trainer started training me virtually three days a week. And that was so helpful. It just yeah. like was nice to have some sort of normalcy involved in like physical yeah. activity, because when you're working from home all day, it's just like, you go from getting like 11 or 12,000 steps a day to getting 3000 yeah. and you realize how much you're inside and especially, you know, homeschooling and then stacking clients and work on top of that. It's just like so hard to, to get out and, you know, I mean, even I, just go for a walk. And I, I was, I was pretty proud of the community to see a lot of people like, you know, we would try to go out and or at least I would, and, and if I had our, our child to go out and, and do like a nightly walk. Yeah. 
you know, it was, it was weird at first with the masks on and everything. And, you know, just, you'd see more and more people out there social distancing, but Mm -hmm. obviously like still like trying to do their best to just maintain some sort of like healthy lifestyle, some sort of like exercise routine. And you'll never be able to argue this. It's been proven across multiple research studies, like exercise 100% improves your mental health. It 100% improves your like stress levels. Oh yeah. 100% improves your like mood in order to kind of survive stuff like this. I can definitely tell like, especially on very stressful days at work, I can definitely tell a difference after I worked out with my, with my trainer. Yeah. Uh, I still work out virtually. I I don't go into the gym, which, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed about, but I love my trainer. So that's okay. Um, but I can definitely tell when I've expelled energy and it's, it feels really good. Right. And it, it does, it just improves your, it improves your stress hormones. It improves your, like your recovery hormones. 100%. It improves so many different things. It makes you it makes you just more open to like communication and just dealing with other things that are that seem trivial or that you're in a lot of cases you're like quote unquote too tired to deal with otherwise. And I think a big part of self care that a lot of people have struggled with during the pandemic is just giving yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Whether you have always been a stay at home mom and handled or wrangled multiple children and you know, this was an added effort of homeschooling, whether you're a working mom, and this was especially challenging to work from home and do homeschooling, you know, or whether you're not a mom, and and it was just transitioning from work to home, you know, whatever you're doing, or whoever you are, you know, I think a lot of people are having a hard time giving themselves a break. And, you know, some people were super productive during uh, shelter in place. And you know what? Some people used it as a time to just relax and kind of recuperate. Yeah. 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 And you know what? That's okay. Like, I I think that no matter what, we benefit more from supporting each other than from breaking each other down as a whole. I mean, so. So, so far keys, co-parenting through COVID keys, communication, self-care, knowing when to or knowing how to approach arguments wine (laughs) extra wine extra wine that falls under self-care yeah it does i don't give a shit who you're talking to (laughs) (laughs) and you know i i do talk to to you know some of my clients and I tell them, you know, it's okay to take time for yourself. And I I think that's another problem, especially when you're going through a custody issue, because, you know, you think that you have to be like this number one, like number one dad, number one mom. And you know what? You don't. We're all just trying to survive. Number one, normally. And number two, especially now. Well, to that note, I also think on my end and on your end, sometimes you as the person who's not in charge of the child at that point has to be able to, I think, understand the give and take of you being like, I'm just not going to be number one mom right now. What? Uh, Only because like, so let's say like, (laughs) let's say on those days where like, you know, you had our child all day in school. Yeah. It was your day to keep her. Yeah. You had done like all your cases for the day fried right yeah like hey i can't do this tonight right like can you take her so yeah that I can, definitely so that i can like not be number one mom for sure for the for the night yeah and it was like 
in, in a lot of cases, I feel like there are obviously parents that would be like, no, right. forget you. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yep. Like, figure it out. 100%. And I think, you know, and there was a point in time where I definitely know that I would have said that. Oh, my God, yeah. Or you would have said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take her anytime because your attorney told you to do that or my attorney would have told me to do that. For like, because you're posturing for court and but you want to be, yeah, and you want to look like the number one right. parent. You don't want it to be a leverage thing though. Um, right. You want to take them and be like, you want to have the kind of relationship that you know you can say that, hey, look, I've had a day. Right. And it would be really cool if you could take the child. And especially because then that kind of goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, where you know, you want to get to the point where your custody is just kind of fluid right. and you, it only benefits both you and the kid because then you're just spending more time with your kid. Right. But you can't, you can't use that. Every, you can't use that excuse every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I had another really <laughs> shitty day. I mean, uh, I laid in my sweatpants all day right. and played words with friends. I'm so only like, on, I'm only on my fifth white claw. <sighs> I was trying to put away the case. But can you be helpful? Can, I mean, can you do this? Uh, no, I've been, I'm on my 10th episode of The Good Wife, not right. my 11th. Like, come on. Right. But, you know, so self care is 100%. Being able to take a day for yourself is 100%. Knowing when, and maybe that's the, maybe that's it more than anything is knowing when the other person is just overwhelmed or maybe being able to sense that as a, as a partner, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, as, and co parent, Make no mistake, co-parenting is a partnership. Right. Um, so, you know, in a good co-parenting situation, the one person being able to recognize when another person just has, just doesn't have it in them, or maybe it's even just, you know, you, you assess the situation and say, hey, you know what, you're, you know, I know you're going to have her tonight, but at the same time, I mean, if you're just going to be like sitting around and you're not really going to be doing anything, why don't I take her why don't we go out go to the park you know do something like that and then that way she's happy somebody else gets a break and it makes it better for everybody when you know and that's kind of been the thing this you know the past three months and you know maybe not so much since things have started opening up across the country but you know that you have been able to really just it's there's never been a weekend it, it just feels like everything's kind of flowing in right it's just especially like, when you were at home you're like right. oh what do you doing you got plans this weekend right. or there's like not a, there's not it's not like it's not like a saturday anymore right. it's just day right yeah day 1000 days yeah <laughs> so right but that's another thing is staying in people again staying in their routines uh makes it a lot easier because you you still have a sense of time like you still have a sense of purpose and that's really important for the kids too right. i think a lot of times uh no matter what the situation whether it's a pandemic or a holiday or just a regular custody week. I think a lot of times uh, we as adults get super wrapped up in what we want mm -hmm. and we don't really kind of just look at the kid and be like, well, what do they want? Right. And I, I think that's kind of a casualty of being an adult. We're like, well, no, that's what the kid would want. Really? I, I don't think the kid yeah. gives a shit about this. Right. I think they really do give a shit about right. that. Right. So I think being able to take a step back and really look at that is yeah. important. Yeah. You have to, you have to have a, a, a self-awareness of what everybody else in the situation is, is also thinking and feeling. And that's hard a lot. I mean, it's hard to have self-awareness and insight. It's the most, it's the most difficult when you're angry. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's the hardest thing is 
it's almost impossible to be aware of what's going on around you when you're angry because you're just, I feel like you're just so in your own head with what's going on that you just lose a sense of what everybody else is thinking and feeling because you're just, it's all about like what, what I'm thinking and feeling at that point in time. And in the absence of really extreme situations, the kid or kids need their parents during this time. So, you know, and again, extreme situations, abuse, neglect, or, you know, essential workers, things that things are really super out of our control. Okay. But I mean, make no mistake, like, you know, the kids need their parents and to the extent that that can be figured out between the caretakers. I mean, that's super important, especially right now when anxiety is running high, nobody's really sure what's going to happen. Right. And we're all just doing the best we can do. Right. We really are. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep doing good. What else happened during COVID? Anything fun and exciting you want to share? Um, I think... This is pretty boring compared to the last episode. Why? I don't know. Because last episode I ran the show and I was hilarious. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there was anything like specific. There wasn't. I think I think most of the the kind of craziness all happened in the beginning. It really did. And that was like that was genuinely the hardest part to figure out was when you drop a whole new set of regulations on literally the world. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, it's almost. I mean, it's impossible to predict that. And again, crisis requires fluidity. It requires adaptation. We were super lucky in the setting where we had the ability to communicate what we needed to do. Um, I don't think that we're lucky. I think that we have created that. We were super practiced. Yes, we were. We were already super practiced. There we go. I think we were definitely, definitely privileged and like lucky to have the, the jobs that we had to be able to make the situation happen. And I think, I think you're right. I think that's kind of the takeaway is that that's the place you want to get to. And especially if this is going to go on for an extended period of time. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So let's, let's say right now. So here we are right now. There are people that are listening to this right now Mm -hmm. at this very point in time. They've already kind of done what they, what they were doing up and through the point of the beginning of this pandemic. Now we have the whole, now we have the next couple months to look at and say, what is this going to be like? Right. For those people that are hearing this right now and are like, we don't know, like, or just kind of throwing your hands up in the air, literally sit down with the other person and say, how are we going to approach the next couple months? And some people, most people can't do that. I don't think they can, but I think it's worth at least trying. I agree. The discussion because it's going to bring up. And you can do it over Zoom now. Right. Here's the thing that's going to be. Here's set up a Zoom call. Problems to anticipate. Set up a Zoom call set with up your a Zoom call. co-parent. Yep. Even See how you, long it takes. I mean, you can mute them. Right. Well, but that's, <laughs> but that's what I was, but that's, uh, <laughs> try not to, if you can help it. <laughs> but it's really funny when you mute them and you just watch their mouth move and you know that they're oh my God. <laughs> fighting with you, but you're just like, I can't hear anything. Not that he's ever done that. <laughs> nope, never done that. Um, I don't know how I would know that. Don't know. But, uh, the, um, the things to take, the things to take into that are you're going to fight. You yep. are you are going to fight about things that are going to come up in that discussion, but know that no and, name calling, and know that when you do, or that when you, when you feel like it's coming to that point, step back and say, "I really feel like 
we're getting to a point where we're going to be fighting why and, and, and address those questions. And don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to talk about it. No matter how angry you are about what the other person is saying or how much you disagree with it or how much you want to throw up that wall, just be open to hearing what they have to say, but ex express your disagreements in a way that actually can land with them so that either one, you get your point across or number two, you actually hear what they have to say so that there can be some kind of maybe middle ground that you can meet. But it's, I think it's good to at least start opening some discussions of, hey, what happens if we don't go back to school in the fall? How right. are we going to deal with that? What happens if, you know, we go back into another shelter in place? Oh, how, are we, how are we going to deal with that? <laughs> yeah, what, absolutely. You know, there, there are questions that we've already been through things. We've had an experience that we've never had before. We've made mistakes in the first round. If there is a second round, Let's not make the same mistakes again. The answer is not going into court all of the time. Right. Every time you need something solved. Right. The answer is talking. The, the problem is that, number one, the courts aren't available. Number yes, they two, are. I mean, relatively. No, they're they're available. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean. I, On a video. Okay. But they're okay. just not like physically like, you can't walk into. Okay. Yeah. V valid. But, you know, it's it, now, is the, now is the time, I think, to to try to open that door right. a little bit more uh, or at least, you know, maybe just put the feeler out there of what that would be like if you did. Right. Right. Because it's only it, doing it wrong twice. Fool me once. Right. Shame on you. And then I saw a meme that said, fool me twice. Shame on my therapist. Yeah. I was like, we're always getting blamed for everything. Damn. <laughs> dirty. So dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that is your fault. though. Always. I'm always getting blamed. It don't matter what I do. <laughs> I can be great one day and horrible the next. <laughs> well, that's, and it, you know, that brings up a valid point though, too, maybe, um, you know, people it goes back to maybe the whole self-care discussion. Mental health obviously is a, is a huge, uh, hot topic right now with, you know, depression issues being brought up during quarantine, being alone, um, anxiety about the situation, you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. I think one thing to take advantage of right now, and then correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, well, I don't know if you don't know because you don't deal really with insurances, but from what I understand, therapy sessions right now in a lot of states, at least through like Medicare and Medicaid, are essentially free because they're waiving copays. I actually don't have any idea about that. To be I, I, from, from what I understand, I know that most. I know that most uh, physicians and pra like P like primary care docs yeah. and um, a lot of therapists are switching to telehealth. Yeah. And I know that telehealth is covered under Medicaid and Medicare. Sure, it's it's covered um, under most insurances. Oh, oh yeah, definitely covered under all other insurances. We actually um, we actually lobbied for that a long time ago. Right. But um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I well. But it's very very low. Yeah. Very low price. It's yeah. like they're. They're really paying I know attention with, to I that. know with us, like when we would do telehealth visits just for what I do, patients didn't have to pay co-pays. Patients weren't responsible for out-of-pocket fees or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was all covered by insurance. And most insurances were billing. Regardless. You know, but, but it doesn't matter. I mean, psychologists are available and willing mm -hmm. to take on telehealth. And it's, it's great because you're still essentially doing the exact same thing that you would in somebody's office. You're just talking to them on your computer or on right. your phone. Right. Uh, which is so much easier. You can do that in an environment that's comfortable for you. 
you know, and that just gives you a, a whole another outlet to be able to talk through these things. So why not take advantage of Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've done therapy. You've done therapy. Right. I, mean, I thought it was a great resource. I, I oh, direct yeah. people there all the time. So I think everyone should be in therapy. Right. Well, I mean, we all have our issues, but uh, <laughs> some more than others. But we, but we, we, you know, the, it, it does play into your ability to kind of, I think, deal with these situations, not just for yourself, but also for, for everybody else. Um, talk through the, the problems, talk through the reasons that you have an issue with communication with somebody or, or why you're angry about it or, you know, what, what the issues are in the family dynamic um, and, and, and be willing to kind of take that objective feedback. That's what they're there for. That's their job. You know, I do sports medicine. I know that when you come in to see me, if there's a problem, I'm going to be able to address it to the best of my ability. I'm not just going to tell you, walk it off and you know, go whatever. It's just, there's, there's a science to it. So, you know, don't be afraid if you're having issues with that to, to seek that out. Right. Are you serious? You don't have anything to say to that? I basically... You, you blabber on for like 10 minutes. But I basically just put your entire profession on this giant pedestal and you looked at me and smiled like but I had... Because like I, I just... Had a, I literally like I couldn't... A giant top I just on. couldn't follow you. That's all. You couldn't follow me. No. Don't be mad about that. I said that last episode too and the episode turned out great. Don't be all butthurt. <laughs> See, you're not butthurt. <laughs> Haters will say it's fake. Where was that from? <laughs> Just Sally. Mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Co-parenting through COVID has been rough. Not because we don't communicate well or anything other than COVID has been rough. And I can't imagine what it's like for people who don't communicate and who don't move fluidly. So it's been a tough time. Absolutely. It's definitely been a tough time. The takeaway, the takeaway from all of it is you can do it. You can do it. You can, you can manage you it. You can put your ass into it. Okay. Ice cube. <laughs> I don't think that was ice cube. It was definitely ice cube. Was it? Yeah, but that's okay. Okay. Um, you should definitely dance through COVID. <laughs> no the um the takeaway is basically just keep talking uh definitely talk through things no matter what stage of your co-parenting relationship that you're in yeah, keep at least working. try keep working as keep working the best you can don't withhold kids right i think stay safe stay safe talk about safety don't withhold don't withhold people from anybody else just you know Talk about what it means to be, just be safe and just put that in place. What else? Wear a mask. Oh, what'd you say? Wear your mask. I couldn't hear you. Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. <laughs> Please. Please. Everyone. Yeah, just do it. So easy. Really? All right. That's it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you would like to share this with anybody that you know is uh, having some struggles right now with co-parenting or just wants to have a listen, we appreciate it. Um, you can rate, review, subscribe. 
And you can find us on Instagram at UMADBROPGH. And also, we would love to start answering questions on our podcast. So you can email us uh, questions to UMADBROPGH at gmail.com. And that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Love you all and uh, stay safe out there. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.